the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Come with me to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Are you ready for the word of God? Let's read it to get one go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way. Now, this service is Excel service, and we help you to make your way prosperous and to have good success. Uh, so you need to appreciate that success is not what God makes happen to you. Success is what you make happen to yourself. Success is not what God makes happen to you. Success is what you make happen to yourself based on how you relate with the principles as it has been set out in scripture. We said that God brought the children of Israel out of a land of captivity after a period of 430 years. And was taking them to a land that we can describe as a land of success. It was going to be a land flowing with milk and honey. It was going to be a land where all their human and natural desires were going to be met. And the Bible says God handed over the baton of that leadership. Moses had brought them out of Egypt and he was disqualified from taking them to Cana. Joshua took over and God says, Joshua, you are going to take my people to the promised land. It's a land of success. And I want you to know that the master key to getting there is a book. Somebody say a book. So the Bible said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So this series broadly is called Good Success. Somebody say Good Success. We laid the foundation from the very teaching that good success is different from bad success. There's good success and there's bad success. And we set it out clearly that good success has its own unique attributes and characteristics. But amongst many things, good success is rooted in the revelation of God's word. Good success is rooted in the word of God. So in this particular text, Joshua 1 verse 8, Joshua was given what you would want to describe as the formula for good success. Somebody say formula for good success. And out of that formula, we are trying our best to distill at least five to six codes for good success. A code is what gives you anything that gives you access to a place. If you have your phone, the passcode is what gives you access to uh, the data or whatever material you have on the phone. You go to a hotel room, the key, if it's one of those codes, that's what will give you access. Without the key, you cannot 
be able to enter where you need to enter and a lot of people desire success good success for that matter but many of such people are also not able to access it because the quote either they don't know the quote or they are wrongly engaging the quote and that's why i'm walking you through so that you'll be able to know what the quotes for good success are and then by the wisdom of god and by the spirit help you'll be able to engage them accordingly somebody say an amen, amen. so we started the first code we are exploring is the code of knowledge when you are given a book you are given knowledge a book is a tool or a means of knowledge this book of the law and we establish the fact that knowledge is foundational for success the bible says in the book of Hosea 6 4 verse 6 he said for my people are destroyed for lack of for lack of my people my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge so you can be a tongue-talking believer spirit-filled believer and you still end up with failure because you do not have the knowledge on how to be successful be it in your relationship be it in your finances be it in your career be it in your profession knowledge is foundational we establish the fact that if knowledge is foundational we need to have the right attitude towards knowledge and so we said that there are seven biblical attitudes that are critical for assessing knowledge one is that you must value knowledge two you must love knowledge three you must be hungry for knowledge four you must pursue knowledge and five you must invest in and then of course number six we said you must store knowledge somebody say i pursue knowledge no i value knowledge i love knowledge i'm hungry for knowledge i pursue knowledge i invest in knowledge and i store knowledge now, if you learn to relate to knowledge like this, there is no way you won't succeed in life. There is no way you won't succeed in life. If you learn to value knowledge like this, there is no way you won't succeed. Today, we are looking at two kinds of knowledge critical for good success. Last week, I attempted introducing it. So, we want to go back to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10 to 14. But God had revealed them unto us by his, by his, for the Spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For one man know the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of a word, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know. Somebody say, we might know. We might know the things that are freely given to us by God. That's what we'll be looking at in the second service, that we might know. Somebody say, we might know. He says, for which, which things also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Somebody say, wisdom, which man's wisdom teacheth. He said, now we have received not the things of a word, but the spirits of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us by God. Which things we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teacheth. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, somebody say the natural man, cannot receive what? The things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Okay, so in this test, we can also go back to verse number 9. Verse number 9, and we'll tie it up there. Verse number 9. As it is written, I have not 
nor ear, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that what? Love him. Alright, so there are things your ears will be exposed to. There are things your eyes will see. There are things you can feel. All of these things are giving you some form of knowledge. So there are two kinds of knowledge critical for a life of good success. The first one is sense knowledge. Somebody say sense knowledge. Say sense knowledge. Okay, that's the first level of knowledge critical for good success. And the second level of knowledge which is far superior to sense knowledge is revelation knowledge. Somebody say revelation knowledge. Okay, the text we just read, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to 14. He says, there are things which man's wisdom teacheth, and there are things which the Holy Ghost teacheth. The ones the Holy Ghost teach is revelation knowledge. That is what the Holy Ghost teaches you. The Holy Ghost does not teach you what ordinary mortals can teach you. The Holy Ghost gives you insight. Something beyond the human understanding. Something that you can only know by the spirit. But there is also sense knowledge. There is what human beings teach you. There is what uh, places and people teach you. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of men, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. All right. So, our focus is on sense knowledge. Somebody say sense knowledge. Today we'll look at sense knowledge and then subsequently we will consider uh, revelation knowledge, sense knowledge. When we talk about sense knowledge, we are simply talking about knowledge acquired through the engagement of your five natural senses. They call them sense organs. The knowledge acquired through the engagement of your five natural senses is sense knowledge. And this is knowledge that is common to everybody. Everybody who has five natural senses has knowledge. There is a kind of knowledge you have through the things you see. And the way you relate with that kind of knowledge can make you a success or a failure. How do you relate with that kind of knowledge? Proverbs chapter 24, look at this. Proverbs 24 verse 30 to 34. I walk by the field of the lazy man, the vineyard of one with no common sense. One with no what? I like the fact that he says he had no common sense because he had senses that were common to all men, but he was not making use of that. He has ears, he has eyes, he has nose, he has all of these senses, but these common senses were not being utilized. Haven't you seen people who are failing in life because they are not using common sense? Yeah, just common sense. It's not any superior knowledge as it were. It's just common sense. But because they are not using it, they are failing in life. Common sense will bring you common results. And then revelation knowledge will bring you superior results. Common sense plus revelation knowledge takes you far above others. I see you running above others. I see you soar very high. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, I walked by the field and the man had no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nettles. It was covered with weeds and it was were broken down. Look at the things the man sees. He says, I saw. Somebody say, I saw. I saw. There are people who go to places, they see nothing. They come to a church, they can't see order. They go to a place, they don't know 
how to conduct themselves and relate with the environment. I saw, he said, I saw it was overgrown with nettles. It was covered with weeds and its walls were broken down. Then as I looked and thought about it, I learned this lesson. So it's not enough to see. It's important you think about the things you see. Many people see, but they don't think about the things they see. So success comes through the things we see. When you look around you, you've been writing application, application, application. You are not getting a job. What can you see? When you open your eyes, there are opportunities you can see. Why don't you start your life from there? He said, I looked and I thought about it and I learned the lesson. This lesson. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty war pounds on you like a bandit and scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Ask your neighbor, what are you seeing? Yeah. Sense knowledge helps you to see. The Bible said, the labor of the foolish wearied every one of them because he knoweth not how to go into the city. So sense knowledge comes to us through the engagement of our five natural senses. Now, this service, I'm going to show you how to acquire sense knowledge. All right? How to acquire knowledge through your senses. How do you acquire sense knowledge? How do you acquire it? Because it's important. You have the sense organs. What you need to do is know how to use them to get knowledge that can empower you and equip you for success. And the foundational and the most common form is get a good education. Somebody say get a good education. Get a good education. Now education is in two forms. It can be formal or informal. Education is very important. The man Solomon was very wise. Look at what the Bible says. But truth and wisdom and learning and good sense. Proverbs 20. Yeah. These are worth paying for, but too valuable for you to sell. Somebody say, these are worth paying for. <laughs> he said, truth, wisdom, and learning, and good sense are worth paying for, but too valuable to sell. Get a good education, and a good education is good. A good education is underlined. Free education is good as long as quality education is not compromised. That's my conviction. That's my conviction. Free education is good as long as quality education is not compromised. But if free education means that we'll be raising people who can't think for themselves, we'll be raising people who cannot construct meaningful grammatical sentences, then we're wasting our resources as a nation. Listen, knowledge is not cheap. Ignorance is costly. Knowledge is equally costly. But ignorance will cost you far much more than what knowledge will cost you. That's why when it comes to knowledge and you have the opportunity, you should never take it for granted. And you may not have had the opportunity to go to school at a certain level, but even as an adult, there are other means of formal education. There are basic skills you need for life if you want to succeed at a certain level. There are basic skills. The skill of speaking, the skill of being able to write. These two things are fundamental. And so you may, you may not have had the opportunity growing up to uh, do that. You must resolve that in your lifetime you will do so for your children. You will give your children the best of education anytime you have the opportunity. And then you are also not too old to self-educate. Am I communicating here? You are not too old to self-educate. 
When you sit on social media and you waste your data on Facebook to share useless videos and to share useless comedy videos, do you know that that same data can be used and you can learn some basic grammar from the internet on YouTube? There are learning resources available. That's it. So if you can get an education and never see yourself too old to advance yourself, Every time you educate yourself and you add value to yourself, your value goes up. Your value goes what? Yeah. That's why you can see that the difference between you and the people, some of your people, you went to JHS with them. Some of them didn't get the opportunity of going up to SHS. You see that there's a difference between you and them. When you go to the uni or the polytechnic and you finish, and those who finish SHS but also couldn't make it to the polytechnic or the university, there's a certain gap between them. Are you with me here? It's always important. When you have the opportunity, do it. I have value for education. I have respect for education. Yeah. It helps you to think in a certain way. Educated people usually reason at a certain level. They think in a certain way. The only thing is that when they are not born again, they can use that knowledge uh, wrongly. Uh -huh. So it's very important that you get it. And I'm talking about sense knowledge here. Somebody say sense knowledge. Uh -huh. So get it. I'm looking at knowledge that is important on the human scale. Don't confuse that. Number two, be a reader. If you cannot get a good education, be a reader. Or even after you have gotten a good education, develop the habit of reading. Many Africans don't read. I had a story of a man who went to a shop to buy brain. Brain. And there were three different kinds of brains. There was a black brain. There was a white brain and there was an Asian brain. All these three brains were laid on the table. Then he asked for the white brain. How much it is? They say, oh, this one is uh, $200. He, say. he went to the Asian brain. Then they said the Asian brain is $300. Then they came to the African brain. He said, how much is the African brain? He says, $1 million. He said, why is it so expensive? He said, that's never been used. It's not been used. It's brand new. All of these, they are almost depleted. This one has not been used. When you sit in a car traveling with Africans, one of the things you are likely to see, they will chat their way to the destination. They will chat their way to their destination, even if they have never met before. When they become friends, they will start, they can talk and talk and talk. If it's their plane, it's the same thing. They will tell their way. They will be talking about things. By the time you realize, they are gossiping all over the place. I imagine somebody is journeying from here to Accra on a bus. And that whole period is wasted. Four solid hours of solitude. I can't imagine that. That's four solid hours of solitude. You waste that time. Watching useless movie. Movie that has no value to you. One of the reasons why I'm not very comfortable traveling in buses is because of that. It's not like they will even show a movie that will educate you. Just funny, funny, useless movies. Witches, wizards, all of those things. But those are the things we enjoy. In fact, when somebody is traveling, his greatest joy is that he's going to get a movie to watch. Is it because you don't have TV in your house or what? Yeah. Listen, if you are not a reader, you cannot be a great leader. Great leaders are readers. And listen, this service is a service designed to raise leaders, business as well as global leaders. Are you with me here? Now, when you go to school, one of the greatest things school helps you to do is school. Proper education would at best teach you how to learn. 
But I've realized that a lot of us go to school only to learn. We don't learn how to learn. So when we leave school, we don't know how to learn. Yeah. If you go to school and you only learn, but you don't come out of school knowing how to learn, you will not be a super success in life. Yeah. School is a place where you are trained how to learn. It trains you how to think. It does not set the limit and the boundary for your thinking. So be a reader. The Bible says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Every time I read that text, you know how I interpret it? Until Christ returns, I must be reading. Until Christ returns, I must be what? Till I come, give attendance to reading. Till I come. Till I come. Till I come. Till I come. My time can never be wasted. As, as, a, as a young man in the university, I told myself nobody wastes my time because time is my life. The first book I wrote is Time and Opportunity, Your Access Keys to Greatness. And I wrote that book 2008. So you can imagine how passionate I have been about time. Since. Because everything I have become by the grace of God is by the grace of God and the quality investment of my time. I don't waste time. I go for a meeting and I know that it has become an African pandemic more than COVID-19. Lateness is a culture of the average African. And so I know that lateness will be there. But I don't want to train myself to be late. Because when you consistently attend meetings late, it becomes part and parcel of you. You don't see the value in being early for events and meetings. And so I will go there. I know that people will come late, but I'll go there early anyway. But I go prepare. I go with a book in my hand. By the time they come, I have read about five chapters. I have read a whole book. And then the meeting starts. Am I communicating here at all? Now listen, you have to take your life seriously if you want to end your destiny gloriously. If you are a joker in life, you can't make much out of your life. Life is not for jokers. Yeah. There is a place where a little fun is great. But if all your life is about fun, you will end up becoming a funny person. There are two kinds of books worthy of your investment books about your field of operation or expertise book about books about your field of operation or expertise once you identify that this is my calling this is my gift business is the thing i want to do why don't you invest in books that will help you to know how to excel in that field engineering is my passion why don't you make sure you invest in that material that will be a great blessing to you so books that are connected or related to your field, your immediate field of operation or your professional field. You need to be informed about such books. And then, of course, one of the greatest books you must read are biographies. Somebody say biographies. 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 In fact, the Bible actually can be described as a biography because the Bible tells you about how people live, what people did, and the results that way of living brought it to them. Biographies. You want to be an outstanding lawyer, you have not read the biography of any great lawyer. You say, as for me, I have a great destiny. I'll be one of the biggest lawyers in Ghana. You'll be one of the biggest liars in Ghana, not lawyers. Investment. Find them. If you are even lazy reading, and you must not be lazy in reading. You see, there may be physical laziness, but the laziness that is most costly is mental laziness. Mental what? Yeah, mental laziness. Mental laziness. That's why the development of your mind will always put you above those who develop their muscle. The person who can dig and the person who can think 
the one who can think will always be paid higher than the one who can dig. They are all exercising energy. One is using mental energy. The other is using physical energy. Physical energy will always pay you less. It will always pay you what? It will always pay you less. When you read biographies, you are challenged. You begin to see possibilities. I've read a number of biographies of ministries. And so, I have resolved that I cannot be a local pastor. Am I communicating here? No, 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 no. And I'm still reading. It's not as if I have even finished reading. I, I read uh, Billy Graham and one of the things he said in his book that has blessed my life, I have been doing it. But when I also saw that that was a practice, he was in, I, I said, wow, this is awesome. I have to keep this in seriously. The fact that he was always, every day, he would spend some time in the Psalms and sometimes in the Proverbs. Every day of his life. Every day of his life. Buying into wisdom and buying into commitment and devotion to God. They challenge you. Biographies let you see that the problems you are facing, other people are facing before. You see people who are hopeless, they simply think that their problem is unique. What they are dealing with, nobody has ever dealt with it. Started a business and uh, it's encountered failure and it's contemplating not back going into business again. Do you know the number of times people have failed in business and they, have, they, they persisted and succeeded? You see, there are businesses around you that are flourishing. You don't have their story. Africans, one of our weaknesses is that we don't write a lot of biographies. If you go into the U.S., almost every president who has passed or has finished his term has written a biography. Most of them. Most of them. If you read uh, Bill Clinton's uh, biography, you, you find out some interesting stuff in there. Praise God. You cannot be dreaming of becoming a great uh, musical talent and then you don't make time to identify with other people. No, You get to know their thinking patterns. You get to know their habits. You get to know uh, the uncommon secrets that made them. Are you with me here? It's so, so foundational. Number three. Attend seminars and skill-enhancing workshops. When you have the opportunity, do so. Attend seminars and skill-enhancing workshops. Your skill will open doors for you. Your skill, your skill, your skill will open doors for you. And when you, you have the opportunity to attend seminars, you have the opportunity to interact with people from different backgrounds. People who are doing what you are doing, but in different ways. People who are doing what you are doing, but in more innovative ways. Because we live in a world that is fast changing. The way law was practiced many years ago is not the same way law is being practiced today. The way medicine was practiced many years ago is not the same way medicine is being practiced today. Though Ghana may be doing things the Gold Coast way, it doesn't mean the world is doing things the Gold Coast way. So if you are only limited with your Ghanaian practice, you'll be a local doctor. You meet people and they are talking and you don't know what they are talking. They mention machines you've not seen before. But these are machines you could have educated yourself or learned about them on social media. One of the greatest blessings we have in our time is the blessing of social media. Unfortunately, it's the most abused platform on the earth. It's a blessing. The fact that you can access knowledge. The Bible said knowledge and wisdom shall be the stability of our times. Anything you want to learn, even cheat. People are in the U.S. and they are learning cheat on the internet. So why can't you learn English on the internet? Why can't you? But you use your data and you are watching a jackal. I mean, if you are doing that for a short time just to release yourself of some stress, that is fine. But to spend one hour, hey. And number four, 
Travel if you can and whenever you have the opportunity. Travel if you can and whenever you have the opportunity. You see, sense knowledge comes through the things we see. And somebody wrote in front of his car, travel and see. Travel if you can and whenever you have the opportunity. But listen, you don't necessarily need to travel to be exposed. If you can, do it. But you don't need to necessarily travel. I have traveled to nations I have never physically presented myself there. I've traveled to nations. There are things that I understand. Terminologies I understand. In U.S. and I'm here to visit U.S. Yeah. Because I've run my minds with minds from that place. And that's where the power of books. You see, you may buy a book for 10 cities. You need a plane ticket of about a thousand or so dollars to move into a certain place. And you may not get it in the next three years. But the book can help you see all. There are places the moment I get there now. You don't need to tell me I'm in this place. Places in London. If I get to the place now, everything that is there, I've seen it, I've read it, I've seen it in the book. Am I communicating here? Look at this. Second Chronicles chapter 9, verse 1, 2, 10. When the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, she came to Jerusalem to test her with hard questions. She came. Somebody said she came. She traveled a long distance. She arrived with a large group of attendants and great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold and precious jewels. When she met with Solomon, she talked with him about everything she had on her mind. Solomon had answers for all her questions. Nothing was too hard for her to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba realized how wise Solomon was and when she saw the palace he had built, she was overwhelmed. She was overwhelmed. She was also amazed at the food on his table, the organization of his officials, and their splendid clothing, the cup bearers and their robes, and the burnt offerings Solomon made at the temple of the Lord. Verse number. She exclaimed to the king, everything I heard in my country about your achievement and wisdom is true. So this woman heard something and went with the objective. Sometimes, when you give people an opportunity to pay their own uh, transport to join you attend an event when they are immature and they are not smart they complain because they don't know that the opportunity to travel gives you access to people and places there are people you will never meet until you travel to a certain place yeah. look at that I didn't believe what was said until I arrived there and saw it with my own eyes. In fact, I had not heard the half of your great wisdom. It is far beyond what I was told. How happy your people must be. What a privilege for your official to stand here day after day listening to your wisdom. Praise the Lord God, the one who delights and has placed on you on the throne. Then she gave the king the gift of 9,000 pounds of gold. Great quantities of spices and precious jewels never before had been uh, spices as fine as those the queen of Sheba gave to Queen Solomon. Are you with me here? When you have the opportunity to travel, if, how can you be in Kumasi, a Ghanaian, you've never traveled to Accra? You know Accra. When you get to Accra, you feel, as for me, me draw Accra, now me okay, coming. Even in Ghana, yeah, you've not traveled to many places in Ghana. When we think travel, the first place we think about is outside the country. But there's so much you can explore even in our own nation. Learn to travel. Plan a holiday with your family and go travel into the northern part of Ghana, travel into western part of Ghana. By the time you come back, you have discovered something new that will help you. Your mind would have been refreshed in a certain way. You have to. 
it helps you. Number five, be observant. Somebody say be observant. Yeah, because you can travel and come back and see nothing. I've attended meetings with people. I asked them, what did you see? What were your observations? And some of them, when they, they talk, I know that I, I have a future with this person. Some of them, when they talk, I wonder whether they were sleeping in the meeting. Isaiah 42, verse 18 to 20. Hear ye deaf. You see, your sense knowledge, your ear. Somebody say, my ear. Uh -huh. And your eyes. He says, hear ye deaf. And look ye blind that you may see. Because there are people, they have ears, but they are deaf. They have eyes, but they are blind. Haven't you been in a place, you have seen something, and it's quite obvious, but somebody with you there is not seeing the same thing. Are you with me here? He said, who is blind by my servant? Or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as he who is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant? See ye many things, but you do not observe. Opening the ears, but he, he does not hear. So you can see and not observe. You can hear. Sometimes you listen to a sermon and you receive so much. And somebody is there, he didn't hear anything at all. He's deaf. Deaf. And I pray that your ears will be open. In the mighty name of Jesus. Solomon went by the field. I'm sure a lot of people have passed by that field. They didn't see anything. They didn't learn anything. But Solomon passed there. When you observe good guys, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you must always see something. When the queen of Sheba came, her eyes were open. Her eyes were what? The Bible said when she saw the palace she has built, she saw the organization, the dressing, everything was on point. You said, wow, this is amazing. Am I communicating here? She was observant. She was observant. Very observant. Everything, she had heard something and she watched every step of it. Be observant. Number six. Think. Think. Thinking. Thinking. You have to think about what you observe. He said, I went by the field and I thought what I saw. So you observe and then you think about what you observe. Think about it because in thinking about it, you will know how to do some things differently. You see, innovation is not always doing something new. Innovation sometimes means doing what others are doing in a different way. That's innovation. So you can look at something, what people are doing. You copy it, but you adapt it to your context. And sometimes, by the time you put your own self into what you have copied from others, some people may even begin to brand you with it. They may think that it originated from you because of your own uniqueness. Innovation. Thinking. You have to think. Your mind was given to you to think, and it must be used. A lot of charismatic don't use their minds at all. Yeah. They don't use their minds at all. When they are coming to church, it looks like their minds are suspended. Some people come to church and they drop their minds at the gate. When they close, then they take it. Yeah. Because when a pastor tells you, let's meet at the beach side. And then uh, I will pray for you there. Massage you. And you can follow that kind of thing. You are not here. You're, you don't have a head. Archbishop Benson Daosa said, God gave you a head to go ahead. You will never be stranded in life. You will never be stranded enough. Number seven, ask smart questions. Don't ask foolish questions. Ask smart questions. The Bible said Solomon had answers for all her questions. Nothing was too hard for her to explain to her. 
When the queen of Sheba realized how wise she was, ask smart questions. Ask smart questions. Ask smart questions. Jesus taught his disciples to become great, 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 great preachers and teachers by his time with them and by the quality of questions they asked. You know why Peter could preach powerfully? He had asked all the questions. There was no disciple who asked Jesus as much questions as Peter. Ask questions. Ask questions. People who ask questions are admitting, one, they don't know enough. Two, they are saying they are humble. They are showing their hunger. All the things I talked about, how you should relate to knowledge. Anybody who asks questions actually demonstrates that. The queen of Sheba was a queen in her own right. She went with a large retinue of people and of staff. Came into the presence of the king. But when she came, she was not in a hurry to show her knowledge to Solomon. She sat in front of Solomon and asked her questions, one after the other. Gabriel was having his wedding, and then that was the first time I had the opportunity to meet with the Archbishop, Bishop Akwesis upon Peter Akwesis upon of the Catholic Church. This is a very seasoned man of God who has served God for many years, almost 50 years of ministry, about 80-something years now. And then when we had Gabriel's wedding, I didn't know that's where he was living, and then I was told he was there. I went to greet him. And while we were waiting, I just went to sit by him and I was asking him questions. Asking him questions. It's not that I'm going to, uh, I'm Afwaka, embassy of life. No, no, no. And that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people do. When I'm before the presence of a senior or a great person, I talk less, I listen more. I talk less, I listen more. And most of the time, the things I'm saying are questions. How do you do this? Uh, how do you manage something like this? How do you do? That's how I relate. Ask questions. Jesus started learning by asking questions. In the Bible, talks about Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to, and it came to pass after three days, they found him in the midst of the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing and doing what? Asking them questions. Hearing and asking them questions. Hearing and asking them questions. He will preach a sermon. And when he is done, after they have finished their sermons, you go to them and ask them questions. Didn't you see that with the disciples also? Jesus will teach the congregation in parables. And when he's done, they will come and ask him, ah, you are saying that uh, a seed thrown, listen, what does it mean? What does the seed represent? And you will take his time one after the other. Because you see, a knowledgeable man can only share but so much within a limited time. Like this teaching I'm doing. Look at this. Uh, this. There's so much I want to share with you, but I'm constrained by time. When you listen, I mean, there are things that sometimes by responding to questions, I'm better able to even preach a sermon I preached before. Because as you open up and questions are asked, you begin to see new things. Somebody say an amen. Take advantage of relevant podcasts. Sense knowledge, what you hear, take advantage of relevant podcasts. Yeah. Subscribe. If you're a doctor, subscribe to top doctors in your field. You are an accountant, top accountants in your field. Check them out. If they have weekly or monthly podcasts they run, subscribe and then listen. They will be updating you. It helps you to save time. You may spend more time reading a book, but a podcast can bring you a lot of wisdom within a short time. Podcast. Podcast. Sign up for relevant podcasts. Even if it means paying some amount. Most podcasts are for free. But even if it means paying some amount a month, do so. It is better than uh, your next necklace you want to buy. Yeah, yeah. You've been putting all manner of necklaces. What has it changed about you? Take advantage of relevant podcasts.
You are going to work rather than waste your time on useless radio uh, conversations. That podcast is plain. It's plain. It's plain. I like to travel and I like to travel by road. Airtime is usually very short for me. Unless I am very, very constrained, but I like to travel by road. I can travel alone from here to Tamale and I will not be bored. Yeah, because within that period, prayer is going on. Within that period, I'm soaking a lot of things. I'm learning. Now, I have a, a certain gadget I, I bought that can help me communicate my thoughts and uh, they are recorded. And so with that, now, I may not even need somebody to be writing my thoughts for me. So once I put it on, um, I, I, I'm listening. Anytime there's a thought on my mind, I, need to, I just uh, switch it on and I'm speaking. I'm not communicating here. Now listen, you have to take your life seriously if you want to go global. Are you with me here? Don't, don't be just daydreaming. One day I'll be great. No. That one day becomes today. Yeah, the greatness you are only seeing in the future, but you are never starting it. It's not the greatness you manifest in. Yeah, tomorrow does not start from tomorrow. Tomorrow starts from today. And then number ten, what relevant videos? What relevant videos? Some of you, what relevant videos? Documentaries is what I mean. What documentaries? What documentaries? Documentary is more like a, a video or audiovisual form of a biography. Watch it. Watch it. Don't waste your listening on useless Facebook things. You just like a photo. What do you get from it? A number of my Instagram likes. Where is it taking you? You see, life is for investment. Life is what? <laughs> I told you sometime, but a lot of people fail because they don't understand how life works. Life is an investment. What you put into your life is like computer. Garbage in, garbage out. You can't put garbage into your life and expect that quality will come out. And I believe that if you take advantage of these nine things, you will be able to maximize sense knowledge. This is how you can acquire knowledge on a human scale in order to advance your life. Have you been blessed this morning? Lift up your hands and begin to thank God and give him praise. Blessing. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Mama, 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 mama.